Hi, welcome to a Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, pro organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. Okay, okay, today's episode is going to be about communication, the entryway, setting up your front door, your porch, all of that stuff, your mail, your um, your papers that come in every day, and your command center, your kids' chores, bedtime, screen times, who's driving, appointments, calendars, the school calendar, all of that stuff is going to be packed into today's episode. So listen in, this one is going to be just perfect for getting started on organizing your entire house because in order to organize your entire house you have to have a plan and you have to be able to communicate you have to know when you're doing things that are expected of you one of the things that I have struggled with so much in the last couple of years is when I started going back to work and working outside of the home more having that communication, that clear communication of expectations with my husband for when he brings the kids home from school, he doesn't, um, he doesn't make sure that they do the things that I make sure they do, like putting their things where they belong or, um, making sure that their lunch boxes got emptied and repacked for the next day. And, not being aware of a school event or a school function that we needed to be a part of. And these are things that we have got to work on communicating. Maybe I needed him to drive the kids to school or he was expected to take, you know, one day he, a week he's taking the kids to school, but all of a sudden he has a work meeting and he can't take the kids to school that day. So now I have to rearrange my schedule. These things have to be communicated. You can't just wake up that morning and have to throw your schedule all around. This is something that needs to be communicated. It has to be planned. And in order to do that, we have to have time to make these communications. We have to have a system in place to make sure that these things don't get ignored because they really, really are important in helping to eliminate stress and simplify our homes and our lives. If we're not able to communicate about the things that are important every week, then there are going to be a lot of (laughs) frustrations that come up that could have been prevented. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Here we go. One of the things that I did to help communicate with my husband better, because we work different schedules, I am not home with him a whole lot during the week. He's working later days. He's sometimes he's just working longer days. And so he's gone from, you know, I take the kids to school and he was still asleep when I left and he's gone before I get back. And then I don't see him until I've already put the kids to bed at night. Uh, so sometimes I'm in bed before he gets home. Like this is just often our schedule. So we have to have a way to communicate. Sending him a text message when he's at work doesn't mean that anything is going to get done. Calling him when he's at work, juggling his, his brain is in a different place. That is not the time to communicate with him. So what I have done for our, our family that I feel like has been working quite nicely is set up a family calendar 
on um, our phones. So we have a digital family calendar that has all the days that the kids are out of school listed. It has all the days that I have appointments away from home so that my husband can check that and be aware of the days that I'm going to need some help around the house uh, with carpooling or whatever. And then we also make time twice a week to communicate these things because sometimes things come up uh, like your children get invited to. um, I have a teenager. She gets invited to go to dinners or um, evening events with friends or after school events. And that does take time away from the home. If I'm carpooling, then I'm not going to be able to make the dinner I had planned. So I have to be able to be flexible in order to be the best mom I can be for a teenager, right? (laughs) So I have set up a digital calendar. We have that in our phones and it goes not only to my phone and my husband's phone, but also our teenager's phone. So if your kids have phones then or electronic devices, they can check in. They can put stuff on the calendar that's important to them that they want you to be aware of. And you can give each person a different color coding system. I know we have the Apple phones. They have all of that available. It's also on Google. Like you can just do a Google calendar for your family and everyone can connect in through there. There's so many different ways to do it. But setting up um, a household family calendar to communicate these things is so helpful. The other thing we've done is I took a picture frame and I wrote out the kids chores or afternoon expectations, their daily expectations, which are pretty simple. Um, They need to put their backpacks and lunch boxes away with fresh, you know, pack their lunch, which is already pre-packed. One of the ways that I saved a lot of time was to get a tote bag and put all of the kids like they have enough snacks, all the snacky pieces of what they need for their lunch boxes, their drinks, whatever they need for the the entire week. We go ahead and put it in a bag and then they have their five days worth of snacks and drinks in that one bag ready to go. It can be stored in a drawer in the refrigerator or it can be, if it doesn't need to be refrigerated, it can be in... Um, Uh, We have a a dresser that I'm using for lunchbox snacks. So I pre-packed all of that stuff and it made such an easier time. Like they can pack their lunches. All they have to do is make a sandwich. And really we can pre-make the sandwiches too. I just have not taken the time to do that. (laughs) I need to do that for this upcoming week because it really does save a lot of time. But they're getting a little burnt out on sandwiches. So we started packing waffles and different things instead. Protein waffles. They're really good. Um, So pre-packed lunches separated so that it's just a toss it in the lunchbox and then you're ready to go. Um, And then just their after school checklist, like what they need to clean up. So I have my youngest is supposed to clean the downstairs bathroom my middle child, my middle son is supposed to clean the upstairs bathroom and the backyard. And my oldest son is supposed to clean the kitchen. He has the most time available at home. And so that is a task that he is, um, he is responsible for. Then my older daughter, she has her, her list of expectations 
but I do not share that with the younger children because she is at school for about 10 to 11 hours a day. And so some days I'm not asking her to do more things at the house and they might get upset about that. So I don't have that list for them um, to see. Her Hers is not on the list of expectations. So setting up a chore list, a checklist for your kids. And I will share some of those examples in the Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that and you want to see some of those, come check that out. If you have some that are working really well or that you feel like could be better, share that in there with your questions or your struggles or your successes, what's worked well and what isn't. Having that so that my husband can see what time they each go to bed. And I set up their bedtimes really super easy. I was doing the you know, starting at two and then they had 15 minutes for every year of age. They added, you know, a later bedtime, 15 minutes later every year. That was one way to do it, but it just wasn't working for my family. It, it wasn't working. So we started my youngest at seven and then eight for my next one, nine for my third child and 10 for my oldest. Like we just staggered their bedtimes like that so that I get plenty of quality time with my younger two who seem to miss out on um, the undivided attention. So they get plenty of attention, just not undivided attention because everyone's in the room at the same time, right? We're downstairs in the kitchen. There's like everyone in the house is congregated in there. So staggering their bedtimes, make sure that I get undivided attention with those children, but setting up that communication calendar. And I did that with the digital calendar for anywhere we have to be. And then the communications board. And I did that just, I did an empty picture frame and I put a piece of paper in there and wrote stuff on it. It's super easy to change it out and I don't have to re-nail it in. I just use the same <laughs> nail hook and that has worked really well. My kids can go over there, uh, Sometimes when I have specific chores, like during the summer, um, winter breaks, those sorts of times when they're home for a long period of time, I will do their daily chores and I will write it in a calendar, um, like in a picture frame, and then they can use a dry erase marker and check it off on the calendar, on the, the chore chart. I've done the popsicle sticks where you write different chores and they get to choose different chores. Uh, we've done that before, but to be honest, that didn't work as well as um, other things for us because my kids' ages are just so different. My five-year-old is not capable of doing the same things that my 13 and 15-year-old are. They just, they're just not in the same category of abilities. So we have done um, set chores for each child. And I've kind of it worked really well to divide out the home into different spaces. So if you're looking for some chores for your kids, we did a specific room. So my, you know, my youngest daughter, like I said, is responsible for the downstairs bathroom. That's making sure that the trash is in the trash can with a bag in the trash can and that the countertops are wiped off and there's no, nothing spilled on the floor. We just keep it easy. And then my older son is responsible for the kitchen. So anything in the kitchen, that's him. It's easy, done, check it off. So I just, 
I want you guys to think about how do your kids work together? Can your kids work on the same task at the same time? Because we tried to do a, this kid, um, this kid does the washing of the dishes, the hand washing stuff, and this kid does the dishwasher dishes. Uh, but then they were blaming each other. They couldn't do their chore because this kid didn't finish their chore. And it wasn't, it, it, it caused a lot of roadblocks. They couldn't sweep the floor because this kid didn't pick up the, you know, didn't, they got the floor wet and so they couldn't sweep or whatever. There's so many different reasons and excuses. So I just gave them all completely different spaces and that has worked a lot better. Um, the other thing that I want you guys to talk about is, so kids chores, what are they expected to do? Bedtimes. Do your kids have a set bedtime? Do you have a set bedtime? If not, get that on some paper. Write that down. Set in a reminder in your phone. My alarm goes off at my kids' different bedtimes, at my bedtime. I need to be reminded uh, because I'll get stuck in a task and then I will be up way too late and then it will be hard for me to wake up in the morning and then it'll be the same roller coaster of that ride of always being behind because I'm tired and I didn't get to bed on time and whatever else. So I want you guys to make sure that you are getting to bed on time and setting an alarm in my phone to make sure that I get to bed on time. My kids get to bed on time really does help. And I don't, I don't mind if my teenager is up a little bit when it's my time, like when I'm getting ready for bed, like her bed, she needs to be in her room at 10. I don't go to bed until 1030. Okay, so I've got 30 minutes of quiet time, but really I can still sit down and watch a movie with my husband while she's up. So from nine o'clock on, I'm not parenting my children. My teenager doesn't need to be parented. She needs to be guided a little bit, uh, maybe some suggestions, but the parenting part of teaching and training, that is all done by the time they're 13 anymore. Like if you think that you are going to still teach your kids and parent them when they're teenagers, um, they've already turned off that part of their brain. They are not listening anymore. <laughs> they're not listening to you anymore. They already know everything. In case you didn't know, they already know everything. So they're not listening to you. All that parenting stuff needs to be done before they hit 13 and before 9 p.m. <laughs> because everybody's tired at nine. They're not, we're not learning at nine o'clock. We are relaxing, we are entertaining ourselves, we are thinking about other things. So at nine o'clock, I'm done parenting. My kids that need to be parented, they're in their rooms, in bed, fast asleep, hopefully. And everything is done. So screen times, what do your kids need to do to earn some screen time? Let's make a list of that. Write that down, have a checklist. What did you do? What do you need to do to earn your screen time? My kids need to make sure that they have done their after school expectations. Homework done if they have it, lunch boxes packed, and their spaces tidy. If they did not clean up their room the night before or that morning, that needs to be done before the TV comes on. If they have homework, that needs to be done before the TV comes on. Like before any screens come on, their responsibilities need to be done. If they need to uh, clean up a mess that they left from the day before, if we did, if I didn't get it cleaned up already, <laughs> then that needs to be done before screen time. Now, one other thing I do want to talk to you about is 
we have to be aware of the stresses of our children, the stress that they are under, the expectations of school. Are they dealing with anything um, socially, emotionally that is adding a lot of stress to them? If so, we have to be gracious to them. We have to be flexible with our expectations because they cannot do everything that needs to be done and cannot be expected to be doing things all day long. Like I said with my teenager, she is at school for 11 or more hours a day. I'm not asking her to do anything besides what she has to do that day. I'm not asking her to vacuum her room. I'm not asking her to do these extra tasks because honestly, she needs some time to be a kid. And if she doesn't have that time, then she is not going to be successful in the other things that she is expected to do. So just like with our husbands, when they are working a longer shift at, at work and they're gone so much that we have to be patient with them and we have to be able to let the house be a little dirtier or a little messier than we like sometimes because other things are taking priority. That's really hard for me to do. Mess is stress. So when the house is messy, I'm stressed. But when we're already stressed, is the mess the most important thing? Or is finding a balance in your life more important? And you've got to have time to take a break. All right, school calendar. I think I already talked to you guys about that when we were talking about the schedule. Everything that we need to do should be like everywhere we have to be. If the kids are out of school, I need to be reminded of that. That needs to be on my digital calendar. Um, And I set that up for myself, my husband, and my children. The other thing I want to talk to you guys about, setting up a command center and making sure that your whole family can see it and knows where to go to look to find these things. We have done that in our kitchen in our last house and I am still working on a place in this house which is why this is so important not just for you guys but for me also because I have not completed this and we have been in our house since before Christmas so we are in month three of living in this home moving into the third month. We have got to get this system set up. So I've got to get the nails in the wall and set up this family command center. And I like to do that near the door uh, where I'm sure that everyone is going to see it. All of my family, there's no excuse for why you didn't see it. You passed it multiple times that day. It is right there in your face. I know you were in the kitchen. I know you went past the front door because you came in or you came down the stairs. Our stairs are go to straight to the front door in this house. So I will probably be doing this um, command center by the stairs and I haven't fully decided where that's going to be yet, but I'm going to take a look through there and I will set it up and share it with you guys in the Facebook page. That is my afternoon responsibility to get that done today. So I'm with you on that. Um, I want you guys to have it set up so that it's really easy for everyone to check in. I want you guys to have a place where your kids come in and empty their folders from school, their daily responsibilities from 
from their day is to share any paperwork or information. And moms, can we please not keep everything? I literally take everything, check to see if there's anything important, any super cute, uh, funny, or really adorable little drawings or writing from my children's school and anything else goes straight into file 13, also known as the garbage. So recycle that, throw it away, whatever. Do not keep that stuff for a week in your home. Do not keep it <laughs> laying around, moving it from space to space, piling up on the counter for months at a time. I go to so many houses and they have piles and piles of papers in the counter and it is stressful. It's stressful. It's messy. It's in the way. So let's stop doing that. Let's get that stuff in the garbage and <laughs> stop keeping the stuff that's not important. I take a photo on my phone of any birthday invites or anything like that. And I go ahead and put it straight into my calendar with the contact information for the RSVP, the address for the party, all of that goes straight into my phone calendar so that we don't miss it. I set up the reminders in there and everything. So it's really easy. And then that paper too. Goodbye. I don't need to keep you anymore. But if my kid wants to hang on to you for a little while, fine. We can do that. All right. The other thing is um, your front door. Your front door should not have everyone's all of our coats and all of our shoes and all of our things. It should not be full of everyone's everything at the front door. We should have at the front door the things that we need for today. That's it. At the end of the day, if you're planning on wearing a different pair of shoes tomorrow, take those shoes upstairs to your closet, put them away. If you don't like shoes on the carpet, put them in a basket, get a shelf for them, fine. We do not need all of your shoes by the front door. That is so stressful to look at. If you are going to keep all of your family's shoes downstairs, then you need to set that up so that you are not forced to look at it when you come straight in the door. It should not be part of your welcome to my home, here's all of our shoes. That is not a first impression to give your guests and people that come to your home. That is not something <laughs> to invite people into. Um, and I don't know about you, but those older elementary to middle school shoes, those are stinky, 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 stinky shoes most of the time. And I don't care how many times you wash them, they will stink by the end of the week. It is gross. So can we please not put that at the front door? Same with all of your family's coats. If you do like the cubby systems, the hooks, the coat closet that should not have 20 coats in it. If you don't have 20 people living in your home, you don't need 20 coats in your coat closet. Okay. Let's make room for guests to be able to use that. That is, that is so frustrating to be a guest and not be able to put your stuff down unless you put it on top of someone else's pile. Okay. I just want to let you guys know that <laughs> let's make it inviting to our guests, please give them a space to put their things. I have a coat rack at the front door in this house. And then around the corner, we have a coat closet. The coat closet is where I was hoping to put backpacks, but honestly it's too far away from where we use them. So we are going to set up the command center right there at the bottom of the stairs at the front door. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to go ahead and put the hooks in the wall there. 
so that my kids have a place to put their backpack and things right there by the stairs at the front door because that is the door we are using to, leave, to come in and to leave. We can find it. It's not going to get lost. It's easy to find no matter who's taking the kids to school. So front door, also your front porch. What all is on your front porch? What is, what is the first impression of your home? I want it to be a peaceful and inviting place. So if you have your piles of get rid of stuff and stuff that you haven't gone through yet or things that people gave to you that you just haven't managed them yet, you haven't sorted through to see if it's stuff you're going to keep, any of that, you need to get that away from your front door. So take a few minutes, take 20 minutes and go through those boxes and bags and get them out of your house. Post a curb alert if that's what you need to do. Put them in your car to donate, throw them away, whatever it is, but clear that space. Get those things out of your walkway. Stop walking around the piles of things in your home. It creates stress. It makes you feel like you aren't good enough. It, it makes you feel guilty and behind to have piles of things. So I want you to make sure that you are prioritizing what you see when you first walk up to your house. If you have a bunch of dead plants, get those out of there. Throw out the dead plants. Um, if you think that they might still have some life in them, go plant them somewhere. Bury them in the dirt, okay? Stop letting them look like a dead, uh, you know, a dead plant sanctuary on your porch. Get that out of there. That should not be something you see first thing when you walk into your house. If you have um, a long driveway with a mailbox, this is the same thing. Everyone that comes to your home sees that as part of the first impression of your home tidy it up. Get rid of the, the weeds and the dirt, like the, the dead stuff. Tidy it up. Make sure you've cleared the trash from these areas and make these spaces of your home inviting. And sometimes the most inviting thing is to have a clean space. Just clear all the stuff out of the way. Don't worry about decorating it. Just get the stuff that's not important out of the way. Sometimes that is the most inviting thing you can do. The most welcoming thing is to clear the clutter. Clutter is not inviting. Clutter is stressful and clutter to some people really truly makes them want to run away. It makes them want to leave. So let's make sure that we are creating a welcoming home by setting up a entry and a command center that is very functional and inviting and welcoming to our family to our friends, to our guests, and to ourselves. It's not inviting to come into a home with piles of mail and paperwork all over the place, shoes you have to scoot out of the way or trip over to get into the home and nowhere to put your purse or your bag or your jacket. These are things that we need to make sure that we are setting up to make it inviting, not just for our guests, but for our family, the people who use that space all the time, that is who you need to create your home for is the people who live there, not for your visitors, not for your family's opinion, your, you know, your in-laws or people who don't live in your home. 
You're not setting up your home for their opinion. You're setting it up to work well for the people who live there. So go ahead and throw out other people's opinions with the garbage. It's not important. Don't leave that in your home. You don't need to create your home for someday. You need to create your home so that it works for today. All right. I love you guys. I'm here for you. Come share in the Facebook group how you have made an improvement. Take a before picture for yourself. If you are too embarrassed to share it, take a before picture and spend 10 minutes, five minutes, two minutes, whatever time you have, even if it's not even a whole minute, anything you do to improve your space makes a difference. It improves your space. It gives you a better start for tomorrow. And the other thing that I want you to do is when you think you're done, stand back and take a picture, look at that picture and see if it's right. So many times when I'm organizing for clients, I will do this and take a picture and I'm like, Oh, oops, I need to fix that because you see it differently in a picture than you do in real life. So I want you to focus on that and see if you think your space is perfect and done, take a picture of it. Take a picture of it from a couple of different angles so you can really see it, okay? All right, I hope this has helped you guys. I can't wait to get to know you and see how you are using this to help improve your space and your family and your whole house in getting your whole house and your whole family and your whole self organized. I love you guys. I'll be praying for you and I will see you next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S. is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?